When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now joined by ex-NBA player, ex-Memphis Tiger legend, and the father of starting small forward for the University of Arizona, Cedric Henderson. How you doing there, Ced? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. Yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. First, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, your son and just the demeanor that he has had, because that's really something that I think has struck a lot of people throughout in that you you watch him, he doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, always has kind of a smile on his face, whether he was coming off the bench, whether he was starting. Has that always kind of been his demeanor? Yeah, he's a very, uh, just a good spirited guy. You know, he's one of those guys you love to have a, as a teammate. You know, he's always had been uh, kind of laid back, enjoys the game, uh, and just having fun. And uh he loves to compete. Now, don't get him wrong. He's a he's a competitor, but right. he's just an all around nice guy, though. You know what I mean? Just like he he just wants positivity as much as possible. I, I I just I really really applaud him for that. Now, has he always on the basketball court? The other thing that's kind of stuck out for a lot of people is kind of a jack of all trades for Arizona. Can play some perimeter defense. Can get you some rebounds. Can make your three point shot. Pretty heady passer as well. He kind of checks off every single box right there. Has he always kind of been that well-rounded guy? Well, you know, he's been a thin kid. So, you know, we had to try to figure things for him, you know, as a basketball player, what can you do? And I said, well, you can do a lot of good things. So let's just try to make sure you're doing work on you know, all aspects of the game. And he took took heed to that. You know, he said, I got a rebound. You know, I want to play defense. I want to be, you know, all these things. He always, oh, you know, people challenge him in a lot of different ways. So he kind of took it up. And, he, and then I started watching him, like, you know, he became like a, you know, just one of those jack of all trades, like you said. You know, a guy you can stick at the small four. You might stick at the four. can play some perimeter at the two sometimes. And that gives him more, uh, more chances to play with different, squads on the floor you know what I mean we get different units you know depending on what you need what was it like for him growing up because again not a lot of people have a a father who you know is following Penny Hardaway at Memphis obviously a big deal goes off and plays in the NBA what was his you know his childhood as far as you know basketball and hoop because again he had a he had a front row seat to an NBA player yeah uh it was fun you know I never pressured him to play the game I know I always told him, you know, treat sports and choose the things he did, especially as he was young. I allowed him to play a lot of different sports. He was very good at soccer for a while. Uh, he enjoyed a little baseball here and there. But I let him just try out all the things. And then one day he just said, hey, I want to really get into uh, basketball. And then and I said, okay, I'll teach you what I know. And he took it from there. And, he, and he's a sponge. And it was right. it was difficult here in Memphis because, you know, like you said, everybody's like, you know, that's your dad. You know, you need to do this. 
he's found his own identity. That's one thing I give him credit for. He doesn't let that pressure or trying to compete with whatever I did around here bother him. Before we get back to uh, said junior here for a second, I had a lot of people who wanted me to ask you about yourself growing up there a little bit, you know, playing, were you always, were you always kind of precocious when it came to basketball, did basketball, you know, did it kind of come easy for you? What was your childhood like with uh, regards to basketball? Well, mine was uh, a little different. Um, Basketball was like one of the things the neighborhood kids all did. So that's what we kind of draw to, to that sport. So it was very, uh, you know, put in my life early. Uh, but I didn't play organized basketball until probably about about eighth grade year. Uh, but it helped that I grew, you know, a couple right. inches over right. the summer. And uh, but then it became real competitive, you know. And then, you know, back then, you know, you had to go play everywhere in the city. So that's what we did around here in Memphis. You know, you had to go to all the gyms and and play competitive basketball. And at that time, like you said, you had a Elliot Perry who first went from Memphis to the NBA. Then you had Longstocks. Yeah. <laughs> Socks, right? Yeah. Then you had Anthony Hardaway. Yeah. You, you probably don't remember this guy. So that's the Ford. He was a McDonald's All-American when I was mm-hmm. there. You know, you start, you know, and then you had to start playing those competitive games. So it was at the time, it was, you know, like you had to prove your game. You know, because you wanted to be a good guy in Memphis basketball, you had to go out there and show it. It wasn't no fake fantasy type stuff. So <laughs> okay. So you get to Memphis then. You get to Memphis, and obviously, right on the heels of you know Penny Hardaway doing his thing and becoming a lot of people are calling him Magic Johnson 2.0 at that time. When you get to Memphis, though, what were your expectations? What was it like? Because you came, you also came with some fanfare as well. Oh yeah, the expectation was to you know, you know, it was it was a nice recruiting class. It was to win, get to the NCAA tournament. Kind of had the pressure of keeping the team going in the right direction. Cause like you said, Anthony Hardaway put kind of put a light on, on the university of Memphis at the time of who he was, you know? Uh, so to keep that going was, there was a little pressure here in the hometown because Memphis fans are a little different. They kind of, they hardcore around here a little right. bit, but it's nice though. It was nice. Then, um, but it was good that we were pressured to that. I mean, like you, you have a different type of sense of things because there wasn't no NBA team around here at the time. It was just, right. it was Tigers. So, uh, so the pressure was there, but it was it wasn't as bad though. It was good, you know. The challenge was there of trying to produce. You know, you had a lot of expectations, and uh, and I think I, I think I did well with it. You know, I didn't get overzealous with it. I knew who I was, and then we started picking up a great, pretty good team. Uh, then when we picked up Lorenzen, David Vaughn, guys made a decent little run in the NCAA uh, in those years, which was awesome. You know, it was fantastic to be able to right. win a team. So, but it was it was different. You know, it was. Uh, it was a little bit uh, of a high as far as number-wise where you can be because Penny was so, you know, All-American, all that type stuff. I he was never, an icon. Oh, yes. He was <laughs> Yeah, he was a superstar, right? Rock star, right? So, you know, I never tried to measure myself with that. You know, I just said, hey, we're just going to win ball games and find out who else because, you know, it, it was just a different type of player. He's, he's way different than what I was. You know, I was more of a slasher, defender, spot-up shooter type guy who can run the floor. I mean, Penny had, like you said, Matthew Johnson's ability to dribble and do all those great things. So, all right, so you, you've been playing. you got five, six years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. What was it like then, you know, especially as, you know, Cedric's coming up and whatnot, were you able to impart some of that wisdom on him? Because he definitely seems to have an old soul out there. <laughs> he seems to – the game, he grasps the game very quickly, it seems. Well, you know, I, he's a student of the game. I give him credit for what he does. He, he watches basketball, which is very unique for young guys these days to, you know, actually study the game. Um but I do give him some advice and tell him some things, and, and uh, he takes ease to it. He's a very uh, coachable young man. Uh, even when I 
coaster myself. I mean, it was like a sponge and he was absorbing it. And, um, and I tell him the experiences of, of all the different roles, you know, when he like even this year, he's he's been coming off the bench. He's been in this role, this role. And I say, hey, this is your job, you know, your responsibility to excel in whatever aspect of the game you have to do. And uh, he has a great feel to the game. He has a great pace. He seems like he's very uh, he's very comfortable once he figures it out. He like you said, an old soul to it. You know, he's old school kind of. I guess that kind of rubbed off. <laughs> right. Playing around us old guys all the time. But. He understands the game, you know, uh, and I give him a lot of credit for that. You know, just him himself, who's, you know, studied the game and watched the games. And he tries to, you know, understand that, you know, you can't let your high get too high, your low get too low. You know, the old school models, you know, you got to keep a pause and do your job. So he, he sticks to those rules. What I found particularly intriguing about him when he came in is a lot of times when you get guys from smaller schools, they put up a lot of numbers, but you're not really sure, you know, what, how that translates. What really stuck out to me is you're dropping 18 and 11 on Duke, and you clearly look like one of the better players on the court. Same thing against VCU, the two best teams that they played against last year. So, you know, in a weird way, I'm not totally surprised by this because last year, and you know, you know this better than anybody, he played his best against the best competition. Oh yeah, he took on the challenge, and uh, and I, and I, he he wanted it to those type of challenges. Um, he, he wanted to show people that he can play. You know, I, I love the – like I said, he's a very good competitor. He kind of plays with a little chip on his shoulder that he wants to He wants to win. That's one thing I love about him. He wants to win. And he's going to do the right things to try to win basketball games. And when those challenges came, you know, if you're going to say you're going to, you know, try to compete against those guys, you got to do it. And right. he does it. You know, that's – that's, you know, it's no, no fairy tale story to it. So it is what it is. So he does a good job when he sees those opportunities to step up. And I think he had great games against both those teams, shot the ball well, did all the little things. Uh, you know, I was just real proud of what he did because you never know. And like you said earlier about a mid-level guy going to a bigger program – you know, the question was going to be out there. And I, I think he understood that going into this situation. Right. All right. Carrie Brody with a great question right here where she said, um, how did uh, how did Tommy Lloyd find you? How did this recruiting process go, you know, back and forth? Because, again, Junior had some options. <laughs> um, first, he found me through Jack Murphy um, mm-hmm. and Jason Gardner. Um, you remember um, – Josh Pastner used to Josh be head coach. Josh at Memphis, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> used to be head of coach. And it was kind of ironic. Um, I knew Jack Murphy pretty well. We kind of stayed in the same area. Uh, and then Jason kind of reached out to me first. And then it, that's how the conversation started. It's not like I didn't know of those guys. So uh, when they reached out, we started talking and say, I got to contact, contact with Tommy to find us, uh, which was pretty cool. And um, that's how they, that's how that went. So it's so simple as that. It's just you know, Jack was like, "Hey, said, uh, look, <laughs> you know, I know your son is in a portal right now." I was like, "All right, yeah," because we really didn't think Arizona was coming because I thought one kid was um, was on the fence. You know, I don't right. know who it was, but so you know, we yeah. were looking. But Jason reached out and said, "Hey, look, this is this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk." So that's how that kind of went. All right, so let's talk about the team success because I'll be honest with you. When uh, Arizona last year was in the top five pretty much all year, you lose Benedict Matherin, you lose Dalen Terry, you lose Christian Coloco, three NBA guys. I thought they would take a step back. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I <laughs> thought they'd be more something like 15 to 20, but you're here you are right back in. You've been in the top five to 10 pretty much all season. What were your, just from a you know from an outsider's perspective, what did you expect from this team, if any expectations? 
I, I didn't have any expectations of the team. I just knew that Tommy was a, when I just listened to him as a coach, I said, I thought he had a good philosophy and his approach to the game. Um, I didn't know what the team was going to make of. Cause you know, uh, I didn't know everybody like that, but right. as I watched the team, you know, I started watching them play and I think Maui really caught my attention uh, down there. I mean, I saw, I mean, it was, and it's, it was early. So he was like, wow, this is a, this is pretty good right here. So, uh, like I said, I, I didn't know what this team was going to be like. I knew they were like you was. I was kind of assuming they'll be in the top fifteen or somewhere around there, just because of what they did last year. But I think they're uh, doing a, a great job this season. I think the team has gelled pretty well as it has grown every every time I watch them play. Uh, they have so many different dynamics of combinations they can put on the floor. Uh, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's, it's kind of like fun to watch. It's, the expectations now is is going to get a little bit different because now you're seeing a team that can probably do some things right now watching your son so he's in the starting lineup now and he's coming off you know he's coming off some of his best games of the season right now do you Mm -hmm. you know just from a pops perspective is there do you sense a comfort level with him right now because it looks like each game he's taking his game up a little bit of a more of a notch and you know just watching it it looks like he's feeling pretty comfortable right now well, you know, that's that's the blessing of it. You know, I I think he is getting comfortable to the game. I think he's trying to find out, you know, what his niche is, what his roles are. Uh, you know, and, and that helps. That helps with, with everybody. And then confidence, you know, uh, is always kind of been there. One thing about him, he's going to compete. Uh, and I think he's just saying, you know, hey, I like this. I'm getting used to the guys. I'm getting used to the role. I'm getting used to the time. And all those things matter. I may have been enjoying watching him. I'm proud of what he's been doing. I mean, it's been real fun. I mean, he's shooting the ball pretty good from the three-point line. Uh, I think he's starting to look for his mid-range a little bit more, which is pretty nice. Right. And, uh, and um, just running the floor, being an athlete. I don't think people still don't understand he can be an athlete yet. I think he's, he's he got to show that part a little bit more. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it's, it's, certainly, it's certainly coming around in that regard. What did you – like, what has your advice been from him? Because, again, not a lot of players have an NBA father that they can, you know, lean on through. What has your advice been throughout the year? Because it's been, uh, you know, coming off the bench, mm-hmm. starting, coming off the bench. Now he's in a permanent role to starting. What have you told him? I just told him always to be positive, you know, and do what they ask of you and take advantage of your opportunities. Uh, and I think he does. He's doing the greatest, you know, the best he can do, you know, whatever they ask of him. And I just say, you know, this is a team game. You know, uh, a lot of people don't understand that part of it either. It's a team game. And sometimes your role is going to be different. Uh, I, I want to say Tommy said it best one night. He was like, sometimes you're not going to shoot the ball all the time. <laughs> There's right. other jobs you can do. And that's part of basketball. And when you can understand that concept, uh, it makes you it makes things a little easier, you know, and then, you know, I think he's earning their trust. You know, and I think that helps a little bit with the top, with the guys, the coaches and all those things, because it's take time. This is our first year of marriage, as I say, uh, with a team. Right. So it takes time to to earn trust and and all those good things. And I think he's doing those things because they're seeing, you know, him working hard. He's being competitive. He's been a great teammate. He's always positive, like you said. I mean, like I said, I, I mean, he's contagious and uh, and they were and it's rewarding him. All right. Cedric Henderson, senior again, just wanted to have you on again because your kid's a rock star. He's playing great ball. And I can tell you that uh, everyone around the program is incredibly impressed with him. Thank you so much. I uh, appreciate that. That's a that's a great compliment. I can't get no got a big smile on my face now. I right. feel good. <laughs> right. He's Cedric Henderson. Again, my man, we'll be in touch with you throughout the year. And again, thanks a ton for your time. Really appreciate it. No problem. man. You have a blessed one. All right. You as well. Thanks again. That's again, we're going to talk a lot about what said Henderson had to say right there because there's some really cool stuff to be able to take away from there. But 
A couple things first. The Four Peaks. All right, you might say to yourself, Mike, I'm tired of hearing about the Four Peaks, but not you're not tired of hearing about the Four Peaks Brewery, though, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out, downtown location, or you can come to the Tap and Bottle Watch Parties and get Four Peaks as well. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. But again, um, Four Peaks, great stuff. Uh, Kilt Lifter, you name it, they got it. Very, very good stuff. And Tap and Bottle. Not this week, but next week we're going to be having a Tap and Bottle Watch Party. So we'd love for you all to show up down there. It's a great time. Have some Four Peaks down there. Drink a little beer. Have some fun. Watch Arizona take out UCLA and USC, hopefully for that number one seed right there. And, you know, we can sit there and we can have a good time as well. But again, Tap and Bottle downtown would love to see all of you down there. All right. What Tommy Lloyd has been able to do, and I think Cedric Henderson is a perfect example of this, is Lloyd is going for fit over volume. Give you a perfect example. Look at uh, Keon Brooks. Kid that uh, is at Washington right now. Arizona was looking at him and um, said Henderson Sr. You know, referenced it a little bit earlier. But he, I would rather have Cedric Henderson for a very simple reason. Sure, Keon Brooks is putting up a ton of points at Washington. But that is almost more of a showcase where you can tell where Tommy Lloyd is trying to get players. He's trying to get he's trying to get the uh, the guys that fit in well. Sure, some games you might have fifteen, other games you might have seven. It doesn't really matter because you're playing winning basketball right there. And that's what he's been able to do with these guys. And again, Courtney Ramey and Cedric Henderson are perfect examples. You know, everybody likes to see somebody out there that's getting, you know, their 19 points per game, whatever the case may be, but it might not be a winning 19 points per game. You watch right now, you watch how Cedric Henderson's playing. He's playing winning basketball. And again, you got to give a real tip of the cap too to his father as well, because it's not easy for, you know, uh, anybody that's, you know, has an NBA background, you want your kid to play. You want your kid to start. I'll be honest with you. Believe it or not, I did not have an NBA background. Many people think I did. They are wrong. Uh, nobody actually thinks that. But um, I, I can imagine, though, watching your kid, you're like, all right, I'd like to see him out there more. I'd like to see him out there more. But this is how you do it, though. And this is what this family has been able to do in that he got in here. He's had a role. And as he gains more trust, as Tommy Lloyd likes more and more of what he's seeing, He's continued to impress, and I think that's where you really got to tip your cap to Cedric Henderson and to what uh, what this entire uh, you know this entire roster, this entire makeup has been able to do. Because again, it's unique. I think in the past, and again, there's nothing wrong with this, but we're used to seeing guys who you know you go after the five stars, you go after the players like this, and um, this is a little bit of a different approach, and it's something that I think's working. All right. Now, let me tell you something about this. We're past Valentine's Day right now. And, all right, a lot of people out there, a lot of men, looking to have better sex lives. All right. And mention right now, you can get up to uh, many men, uh, 50% um, are wanting more in their life right there. Roman is here to help. All right. Roman is the digital clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve, maintain a strong erection. A lot of people are using it right now. You can see around, and the reason people are using it is because it works. Again, it works. In men with low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. Roman offers a testosterone test, which includes lab processing, and it's appropriate for you. Treatment for low testosterone. Okay. Now, again, a lot of people are using this. 
And there's a reason you can get it in the wipes. You name it, they've got it again. Now, again, with uh, to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to dot com. Or excuse me, I'm reading this for the first time, so there's a little bit of a go to uh, ro.com slash phnx to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash phnx again. Check it out. It works. As you get older, your sports fan, you know, your body testosterone levels drop a little bit. Roman can help you. And Candlewin. Not everybody has out there what they need to have. And Candlewin is here to help. Um, G-Rod, great point right there. Um, but Candlewin is out there as well. Again, a lot of kids in Phoenix don't have what they need to be able to be successful. Candlewin's there. Again, check it out. Um, Candlewin, show notes and the link in the description. There's a lot of uh, underprivileged kids out there that could use a little bit of help. Candlewin is there. It's a nonprofit. That's what it's there for. Check it out. Um, be the better person for it. Okay. Now, um, Arizona basketball. You got USC, you got UCLA, and you got ASU coming up this week. I expect Arizona to blast ASU. I think that ASU stinks. Um, I fell into the trap, and I'm not going to do it again, uh, buying in that this year was Bobby Hurley's good year. Um, again, no matter how much time Jacob Franklin takes off or what Jacob Franklin wants to do, you can only yeah, you can only mask so much. ASU is not good. I expect Arizona to roll. But then you've got the you've got the other schools coming to town, or you're going to UCLA and USC. If Arizona beats UCLA, I believe it's a number one seed. I believe that that is locked up. And who would not like to be a number one seed when Las Vegas is one of the options right there? SC is also a, probably a tournament team. You can't take any of these for granted. But as the old adage goes, this is kind of a one day at a time type situation here for Arizona. You got to be able to get there and you got to be able to win in the manner in which uh, Arizona can to get that number one seed. Cause you look around the rest of college basketball and it's pretty impressive what um, Arizona's done. Yes. Everybody's dropping games. Totally get that. But we're in a different era right now. And Tommy Lloyd, in my opinion, should be the national coach of the year times two. It won't happen, but that's what I would do. All right. Now, before we sign off here, more furniture, morfurniture.com. I made a mistake of getting something not from more furniture and I'm still bite, or I'm still kicking myself for doing it. This TV stand behind me, it took six hours for somebody to assemble it. More furniture would have had none of that right there. They've got great uh, furniture. They've got uh, for all shapes and sizes right there. It's good prices. It's customer friendly. Check it out. The show notes and the link in the description. M-O-R furniture.com. Again, check that one out and Mountain Mike's Pizza. I am not Mountain Mike. But Oracle and Wetmore Mountain Mike has great pizza, great pepperonis, you name it. And you can go there and it's a great TV setup. It's a great uh, drink uh, setup. It's a pretty cool spot. Again, check it out. Oracle and Wetmore um, Mountain Mike's Pizza. And you can also many times catch them at the Tap and Bottle Watch Party. All right. Good to sign off right now. We got Kyle Dodd coming back on tomorrow. ASU color commentator Kyle Dodd. Really looking forward to that one. Appreciate all of your guys' input right there. Said Henderson Sr., you're the man. We'll try to have you on again before the season's over. But, again, I'm Mike Luke signing off. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.